What's up, everyone? How's it going tonight? Leave a comment. Let me know how it's going. Uh, I'm your host, as usual, Lance, and with me, the other host here is Kevin. Likes the Blue Jackets. That's his first, middle, and last name. <laughs> is he got he got legally changed to Dang. Kevin? Likes the Blue Jackets. So, uh, I support that. I'm pretty cool with that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I didn't get to talk to you too much before the episode. Uh, how's your Wednesday going? How you been? You know, it's good. Always, always. Great to be back with Hefty Duck, the greatest duck of all time, doing another fun Blue Jackets theme <laughs> podcast. On Hell Brew yeah, brother. Jackets, you know, Brew Jackets, you know, we're a fun Blue Jackets theme podcast with some shenanigans. So, you know, go check us out. Do the thing. Check us out. You know, um, no, but it's been great. You know, um, watching watching the Blue Jackets play, hanging out with some my family, seeing my nieces. Uh, my brother brought his dog Cooper over recently. So, you know, it's uh, great to see. And, uh, of course, we'll be talking about many nice. things on the show today. One of those things is new list to the Cappy, new person to the Cappy, <laughs> Adam Boquist. Uh, but Adam Boquist, but we'll talk about all this and more on Brew Jackets. <laughs> Woo! Here it's coming at you. First thing. Tom Wilson's a bitch. Very true. <laughs> First thing, um, no, but seriously, uh, we'll just like talk a little bit about it from last night and just like because you know that was very, uh, uh, you know, according to Twitter, that was a pretty heated moment with some fans, uh, or moments, uh, sh- I should say. Um, so Tom Wilson did not want to fight Good Branson. So, first of all, first of all, let uh, remind me and let everyone else know what started the little kerfluffle, okay? So Right when the game starts, you know, Tom Wilson being Tom Wilson kind of does something dirty and bumps into Neil Tarasoff, and then he's freaking out. He fucking ran him over. (laughs) Well, that that that's that's me, that's me being nice about it. But you know, whatever. Tom Wilson doesn't. Um, (laughs) and then he, you know, runs into Neil Tarasov and. Then he has a look of, oh, whoa, what did I do? And it's like, well, you just kind of ran into our goalie. So, like, no shit that people aren't going to like it, you goofball. And then Erica Branson goes after him. He doesn't fight. And then there's penalties later on in the game where both Branson and Wilson are in the penalty box. They're going at it. Not, But nothing really comes of it. He does another goofball thing in the game. And Matthew Olivier comes over and says something to him. Didn't want to fight him. So, you know, just little shenanigans that Tom Wilson does. And the thing is, you know, even that, you know, just a little, little defending Tom Wilson here, just a little bit, not much, <laughs> but a little bit, is that sometimes there are hits that he does that, that aren't even dirty, but because he's done dirty hits over the years, people automatically assume that he does, that it was well, a dirty hit, even think- if it wasn't. So that's where he kind of screws himself right there, is that yeah. if, you know, even if you didn't do these dirty hits, that even then you wouldn't be in this position that when you do do a hit that's not dirty, people wouldn't look at you funny or want to beat the shit out of well, you. And, and realistically, the dude can hit hard, and, and he can do legal hits. It's, he, sometimes he takes cheap shots, you know, but like <laughs> he can do legal hits that can like totally take someone down, and he hit them so hard, but legally, it, where it like may look like a dirty hit too. 
you know, uh, unlike when he pulled Cole Sillinger down last night. That was yeah, weird. Fucking bitch move. That, that was, was weird. Like such a little pussy right there. Like, wow. <laughs> Can't believe it. Like, what? It's Cole Sillinger. I mean, I, I hope he was getting in, in his head a little bit because, like, Tom Wilson's then, like, laughing, like, oh, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? It's like, bro, you literally just yeah. pulled him down my sleeve. That's a weird thing to uh, do. It, One. And, and like, Tom, and see, a little context here is that 2017-2018 season, for the trade deadline, the Blue Jackets get Thomas Vanek. They, they make some other moves, too, but, you know, Thomas Vanek was one of the big moves that they made that season. And he starts playing with Boone Jenner and Alexander Lindbergh. And from that point on for the rest of the season, that was one of the best lines that they had all season. You know, um, I remember a game when the Blue Jackets were down 3-0 in Edmonton. They come back to win that game 7-3 with seven straight goals. And that line of Vanek, Lindbergh, and Jenner played a big role in winning that game. In the playoffs, in the playoffs, that line was a big line to help the Blue Jackets win a game. But in game one of that series against the Capitals, Tom Wilson put a dirty hit on Alexander Winberg that basically ruined him with the Blue Jackets to where he oh, just yeah. wasn't as good as what he used to be, where he just kind of had mush brain. And it yeah. just like, it's little shit like that. And it's just like, come on, man. And this dirty hit stuff that he does, it caught up with him because it was a couple seasons ago where Ryan Reeves, who's more of a goon than <laughs> Wilson is. Oh, man, I love Revo though, too. I mean, right, you know, my I, team. I, oh, I, I don't love when he plays against my team. Let's no, play. but yeah. I get that. But my point being is because he was doing this dirty stuff, it caught up to him, to Ryan Reeves, who's more of a goon than him, went after him. And actually, it was a kind of a dirty hit that he shouldn't have done it on Tom Wilson, but he <laughs> did. So it's like, you know, Tom Wilson, if you just don't do this dirty hit stuff, you wouldn't be in this, you know, position. Like, right. People wouldn't be, like, literally trying to fight you. But then the one person he did try to fight was, like, Line. Like, yeah. I mean. Well, that's not a smart idea either because Line is, like, 6'5", 200 plus He's pounds. a big dude. Like I, like, I don't understand why he thought that was a better idea. But then, like, but then, okay, so I looked it up today. I looked up a video on YouTube. And uh, I watched a fight of Tom Wilson with Erica Branson previous to this. And uh, Wilson like easily got his ass handed to him because Branson has a longer reach and just like got him, like punched him a lot in the face and then got him in a headlock. Like it was so, it was such a good fight by Branson. It was awesome. That was like, uh, I think it was like from the 2017, 2018 season, maybe um, just Look for it on YouTube somewhere. Uh, maybe I'll link it after the show. Uh, maybe I'll share it on, on Twitter. Um, yeah, that was just the whole situation was nuts. This like uncalled for, but like especially around that guy happens a lot. And like, like, but uh, specifically though, did you have something relating to the incident with Cole Sillinger? I didn't. Okay. Okay. Admittedly, like, I, I wasn't sure if like anyone yeah. knew like what was said or like what like what the what the hell was that like what are you doing like that like is that not like how is that almost not a game penalty at that point because the game wasn't even going on it was like <laughs> it was like a, at a period break right or like yeah. like a like a timeout and, or and another thing is you know 
Jack, a hooking call on Johnny Gaudreau should have been called there. He gets blatantly hooked. That could have been a goal right there for the Blue Jackets, but doesn't get called. Like, what the heck, man? Well, so speaking of goals, um, <laughs> man, the Caps blew, like, uh, uh, how big of a lead was that? Okay, so it started out like this. They go up 3 nothing, uh, <laughs> and then – the Blue Jackets score a goal in the first period, so it's 3-1. Second period, it, it's 3-2. The Blue Jackets score with Boquist with a great, you know. First goal is Eric Robinson. Second goal, Adam Boquist with a great shot. Oh, dude, Boquist last night. Then it becomes 4-2. The Blue Jackets t- make it 4-3. You know, great shot by Roslovic on the power play. Then it becomes 5-3. Then the Blue Jackets score again. It's Boquist, another great shot, snipe. Then Emil Benstrom scores, make it 5-5. And it was just a beautiful pass by Patrick Laine to Emil Benstrom. So again, another snipe, one-timer. Goal had no chance on that. He ovied Ovi's team. He did? (laughs) He did. And then it's tied up at 5. And then the Capitals score 6-5. And oh boy, not looking good for the Blue Jackets there. And the Blue Jackets pulled the goalie and bad defense by the Capitals, leaving Boone Jenner wide open. Boone Jenner scores. And then the Blue Jackets eventually score in overtime with Johnny Gaudreau passing the puck to Jack Rosovic, who scores the game winning goal in overtime. So multiple times the Capitals had a lead and blew it. Whole game. The, uh, you mentioned their defense earlier. Um, so I was the, the thing is uh, that I believe now I may be wrong. I don't know if there's even a stat for this. I believe that's the first time this entire season the Blue Jackets have pulled their goalie, and not only did they not get scored on within like the next thirty seconds, yeah. or and they also uh, got the got the win. Or got, I'm sorry, got the tie, got the got the got the goal. I mean, you see them. Okay, so we'll talk about that for just a second here, and we'll talk about Brad Larson too while we're at it. Um, what was up with the Ducks goalie poles? Like, yeah. like, like last night, I could, uh, you know, I understand it. Like the the Jackets were fired up, especially after all that bullshit with like Wilson and whatnot, right? Like yeah. they were fired up. Yeah, uh, you could tell. Like, cause. As opposed to, it was a similar situation with the Ducks at, at a point. They ended up, you know, uh, with the 5-4 lead. Jackets pull the goalie and they get the another goal. And then they get the third goal. So ba- so basically how the, the Jackets Ducks- pulled their, the goalie again. Like, so basically how, how the that game against the Ducks went, it was similar to what the Capitals game was, only except the Blue Jackets never really had the chance to take the lead. So the Ducks would score a goal, the Blue Jackets would score a goal, the Ducks would score a goal, the Blue Jackets would score a goal. Then it comes to 4-4, and late in the game, the Blue Jackets give up a breakaway, and then the Ducks score. Now, understandably so, the Blue Jackets pull the goalie to try and get a goal. They get scored on. But this is the one that frustrated me, was you pull the goalie again. For Why? you know, just to make sure you don't get those two points. Like, what are you doing, bro? Like what, you know, because like, it's what? like from an offensive standpoint, I guess I get it. If you score, then you pull another and you could score again, but it's like, you're all, it's late in the game and you're already down two goals. Why are you, you know, and putting yourself down by three goals 
you know, you basically, you know, killed whatever chance you had at coming back in that game that you were down three goals late in the game. And I just don't get it. And like most of the time you see this where if you pull the goal and you get scored on, Team's like, okay, well, we tried. We're not going to do that again. It, I just that, and I remember watching that game, and when they pulled the goal and got scored on, I'm, I, I screamed at my computer like, why, <laughs> why, you know, fucking why? That just no. It, so Against like the Ducks of all teams too, which like they have talented players. They have wins yeah. this year. Obviously, they're doing slightly better than, than the Jackets this year, even though we're yeah. in the Bedard. So, and, and, you know, and so honestly, that wasn't a bad, that game wasn't that bad. It's just like, you know, it just comes down to yeah, the last few minutes. Like you just couldn't get the goal to tie it. Or except the yeah. night before out in LA, you know, you had a good first period, but then you had a bad second period where you give up four goals. That was basically it right there. Yeah. in the third period, Kirill Marchenko, beautiful goal score. Oh yeah. I'm so glad Marchy scored. Didn't that break like a five game non-scoring streak or something? Right. A great oh, yeah. shot. Great shot, put it on that snipe. Boy, no chance, but you lost that game 4 1 because you had a bad second period. So, and then the game against Vegas, it's a kind of a similar story is that you, you know, you're down 1 nothing, but the first period wasn't that bad. Second period is pretty good. Archenko scores a goal, you tie mm-hmm. the game, things are looking good, and then it just, just kind of goes down the pooper because you give up a lot of goals and that basically does it right, right there you just you know so when i you know to a certain degree when those happen with the capitals game i'm seeing like oh fuck not again but luckily they're <laughs> able to fight back and score some goals and that's um, the thing about the blue jackets this season is that they've shown that they can score goals and they can come back from leads from deficits and win Unfortunately, where the, in my opinion, where the injuries have really hurt them is the defensive side of the game, because yeah. that's where it's kind of hurt them. It really does hurt when you don't have a Zach Wierenski and a Bean <laughs> and Boquist or a Bed and you know every all of these other guys. So, yeah. you know, that's just um, kind of how it is. Speaking of positioning, so how do you how do you like Lina here at center with uh, Pascal Vincent has been running the bench for here a bit and uh. I want to, you know, send some love out to uh, Brad Larson and his family, and hope they're all, you know, doing well at this point, uh, or doing better than whenever. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate news to hear that, you know, about Brad Larson and whatever. The uh, original tweet was deleted because I think it was kind of whatever, a little personal yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, just, so, no. but in in his stead, uh, Vasco uh, Pascal Vincent has been the Blue Jackets head coach, which uh, I like the experimentation. Yeah. And I 100% believe that he has full permission from like Larson. Like this was may have been not like Larson leaving was not in the plan, but this may have been in the plan already. Like that, he's a, yeah. like the assistant, he's a bench coach. Yeah. Right. He yeah. already, he knows what's going on behind closed doors, in front of closed doors. Like, you know what I'm like? Yeah. So I got to, you know, wonder because uh, you know we see line at center and the thing with the ducks and well uh actually so when did Lars when was Larson's he last was, game? was it against the ducks he, he, was, he was supposed to coach the game in Vegas but couldn't do it so that's the game okay. that started so the 319 game okay oh yeah 
I mean, this is a little scatterbrained tonight, but I, I have written down here. Eichel got a hattie on us. That was a bummer. And uh, some fans threw some caps on the ground, like into the ice. <laughs> you know, of course, some Vegas. And it was a home game for the Jackets. No. Wasn't it? Out in Vegas. Oh, that's I I'm literally was thinking of another game. This happened like a few games ago where someone the got Blues. a hattie at Columbus. Oh, was it the Blues? The game you were at, the Blues, with you were in Cairo. And um, it's been a long week, man. <laughs> no, oh, a long but, week. Uh, Holy shit. No, um, but to answer your question. Anyway, what, Pascal Benson, yeah. Answer your question. But, to, you know, Hefty Duck, to answer your question on what I think of Patrick Line at center. I mean, it's two games, it's a small sample size, but so far I like it because there is a criticism that is valid of Patrick Line. Not all these other goofball criticisms that you see within the Blue Jackets fan base. A lot of these criticisms are, are people who don't pay attention to Patrick Line or watch the game. But this one is a valid one, which is sometimes it just doesn't look like he's just out there and he's just quite with it. You know, he's just kind of out of it, just kind of gliding. Puck just falls off his stick. Puck just falls off, you know, his stick. He's learning, you know, he's looking for a certain spot to just stay there, whether it be to pass the puck, shoot the puck, and, you know, so on and so forth. But I think because he's in center now, he looks more engaged, and he it's more hard work, and I think he just gets it. Yeah. Like you ha- because with he the center. so long, he knows what, like, how a center, like he would want a center to play for him. You know? Right, right. And when you play center, there's more responsibility, more responsibility with offense. You're winning, you're more respons- responsibility with defense. There's just so much to the position that you have to do that you're not necessarily doing if you're a winger or a defenseman or a goalie. Center can be a hard position to play in hockey. And for him to play like that, it just looks so much better. And that's beneficial for the Blue Jackets because even if he isn't the long-term fix at center, now that you know you have something that you can go to if you're in a situation where you need a center. Yeah. Also, there's a, you know, you look at him, he's six, five, 200 plus pounds. So that Dude, alone yeah. is a benefit for a center. And you, if you can 100%. use that to your advantage, it's just great. Look at when the Blue Jackets had Pierre Luc Dubois. That dude yeah. was ridiculously huge. And he was a center. And there are a lot of times where he used his size to his advantage to where whether he'd win a faceoff, he'd bully a guy off the boards and win a puck battle off the boards. There's many times where Dubois scored a goal for the Blue Jackets where he just drove to the net and just jammed it in there because he was just so big. And I've seen Line do that. Yes. I think since his injury at the start of the season – and how the season kind of went downhill. I think he's not trying to put himself in a position to get injured again. Because, like, why would you? Yeah, yeah. It's already Like, play hard, yeah. But I don't think he's, like, trying to, uh, like, throw it around as – throw his weight around as much as he could. And I've seen him do it. You know, he just picks and chooses moments. It's, like, not like all he does. But um, I, I, I believe uh, Lina is one of those guys who, like, he wants to be the guy. Yep. I mean, he was a star growing up. Like, yep. he was a star in, in Finland. Uh, he, he played great in the NHL. 
you know. And then in the last two years, he's been on a team that hasn't really been able to, I guess, uh, showcase his talents as well as, as some other teams may have helped that out. Um, so let, and, and yeah, I just really think that like this, like the hit with his attitude, the way that I, I, I believe he is. I mean, I don't like know the dude personally, but uh, I think that this might be a really good fit. Uh, it's like yeah. maybe our first center was under our noses this whole time. Right. <laughs> now, and then it takes some pressure off Kent Johnson too. It does. And Sillinger and Corrali and Jenner and yeah. all our other centers. I also think, in my opinion, I think that because they don't have Sean Corrali, they're more likely to try line A at center because they have less options to oh, deal with. If they had Sean Corrali, I don't think they're necessarily as open to this idea because they have more center depth, but they don't have that center depth anymore. I think they're trying to keep all their players down on the monsters as much as possible too. I mean, they won one of three games in the last week. Right. And, you know, they're really trying to push them for that uh, playoff push yet. So. And and this is something, another thing to consider is before people, why are you putting Patrick line at center? Is that, he wants this. He openly went to the coaches and said, I want to help the team. I basically kind of paraphrasing here, but he's like, I want to pl- help the team. I want to play at center. So that's why he's doing this. This isn't just because, no, he's doing this and it's working out. You know, he's had some good chemistry as a center <laughs> with Johnny Gaudreau and Kroll Marchenko on his wing. And even yeah. if it's not, even if it's not your long term fix for center, it's nice to know that you have an option that you can use for the future. Yeah, and and, and getting him more used to it. I mean, Line A is like literally like one of the most talented players to ever have come into the NHL. You know, get him like I said, just not being able to feature uh, like his like strongest points currently. But um, you know, maybe this is. I don't know. I think it just looked pretty good. I think with more experience there, it's only going to get better. And, you know, um, he already has been doing some roles as a center is that there's been times this season where he has had to do the face-offs and he has won some oh, yeah. for the Blue Jackets. It wasn't on purpose, but there have been times where he has to do it. So you do have some of that center experience when you're doing the face-offs. Uh, so... I'm going to cut to an ad read real quick and then we'll come back uh, and we'll be talking about some of the uh, new faces that we're about to see here soon as well. Um, Our good friends, the hockey podcast. This one's for you. The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, and the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame, money line, bet, and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Uh, plus, combine multiple bets for a shot and even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds, uh, odds boost all tournament long so be sure to check out the graph uh drafting sportsbook app every day see what they have in store dude so i don't pay a, like super a whole lot of attention to college basketball but um 
the nationwide just hosted a uh, part they of this did? tournament uh, recently. They had uh, like over 60,000 attendees over the weekend. Yes, um, they did. Uh, both the men's and the women's uh, NCAA tournament first and second round were in Columbus. One the of those were hosted at Nationwide Arena where the Blue Jackets play. The women's was at the shot where Ohio oh, State right basketball and uh, you know men's hockey. And both of them got great crowds. You know, the, the men's tournament is like over like 58,000 combined sold tickets. It was a big time event. And just I remember looking at Twitter last Friday night, Jason Newland, one of my friends in Columbus, big Blue Jackets fan, he posted on his Twitter page, that like just downtown Columbus, the arena district was oh, like crazy down there packed. in part because of the NCAA tournament. Oh, and it was St. Patrick's Day that day as well. So oh, that, yeah. Right. That one big, huge mess. <laughs> I bet the uh, Columbus PD had a good time there. But um, so uh, big upset happened there, right? Purdue with whatever. Yeah, um, I want to, I guess, like talk about it too much, but because I, I do got to finish the ad here. But, yeah, um, you're right. They you had did. Epi- um, like an upset at some point. 16 seed beat the one seed Purdue, and someone <laughs> made and someone made the joke that upsets happen at Nationwide Arena. 16 seed beats Purdue. The Blue Jackets beat the Lightning. <laughs> Continue uh, on with that. That's pretty funny. Um, well, uh, I mean, do you watch more like basketball? Do you have any uh, any uh, like like matchups you're looking at or like? Uh, there's still some representation, Ohio representation, in both the NCAA tournament and the NIT. In the NCAA tournament, Xavier is still in it. Oh, right. Really? And in the I NIT, the Bearcats are still in it, and they have a game today. If they win it, they move on to the next round. Nice. So, yeah. Pretty dope. Oh, and uh, Ohio State women's basketball team is still in the women's tournament so there uh-huh. are some rooting interests for ohio basketball you got the bearcats yeah. ohio state and xavier well definitely uh definitely keep an eye out on xavier there uh because you'll be able to bet on them on DraftKings. i'm sure excuse me anyway download the DraftKings sportsbook app now and sign up with code thpn uh, right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook uh, with code THPN. Uh, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Choose for details. If you have a problem with gambling, please see those notes. Only bet what you can uh, afford to lose and yes. whatnot. And, of course, you know, a little thing about basketball, then we'll get back to the show with hockey. Sure. Is that, you know, or the Cavs, the Cavs are pretty good. They're fighting for a playoff spot too. So fun time with Ohio basketball, oh, yeah, dude. Pretty cool. Something nice to, to cheer about with Ohio because, like, dude, I don't know, like, the absolute. I, I, I seen it just more junk on 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 Twitter and social media and whatnot, and it just always kind of feels like it's Ohio sports teams against everyone else. Like it is. It is. Um, except for the Bengals. Everyone can agree pretty much that they're a good team. <laughs> I think at this point. Um, so anyway, uh, let's talk about some new faces real quick. Um, so, yes, as you mentioned, Corrales is out. So the new face at center was Line A. 
Um, Elvis was also out. He was tending to a family matter too. Lots of love sent to Elvis. Um, then uh, Tarasov was sent back down to the monsters uh, today. So that may in, that probably indicates that Elvis is back in town and going to play here uh, soon. Yeah. So uh, that's cool. Uh, Michael Hutchison, like, okay-ish. Like, he's a, he's a goalie. He's there in the vet. He served its he has served its purpose so far. The Blue Jackets need help with the goalie. They need depth, and he's provided that. Yeah, he, he's made some big saves for the Blue Jackets as well. He's kept them in some games. So you know what? Definitely. That's what you know. It'd be nice <laughs> if you help him win some games, but you know what? He's done what you've asked of him. He was a depth piece in the trade deadline to help the Blue Jackets out when they need someone to play goalie that can't always be Elvis Merzlikens. Yeah. So a couple more new faces we got here. Um, we have uh, I'm gonna butcher this. Uh, Mikhail Petia, 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 Petia. Oh yeah, he. Pitya. Mikhail, Michael. I, I saw the pronunciation on that. I just don't remember it. But he's a draft pick in fourth round from 2020, and um, he's been playing over in Finland for a bit. Yeah. This past, and then the Blue Jackets sent him to go play in Finland again this season, and uh, he is seen as he's seen as a guy that could be a good third line, fourth line guy. He can score some goals, got some speed, um, and he's going to go play for the Monsters for now. Yeah, and is he eligible for this season yet? I mean, like they allowed to bring you in because, like, they brought in like a couple dudes to the Jackets like real early. early. Oh. He could play for the Blue Jackets, but we talked about this on the show last week, is that the new rule, that it's like this every season, but the rule is after the trade deadline, you only get four call-ups. Oh, yeah. That's so yeah. I don't think... Well, I meant... Um, that with him. I more meant, is he able to play for the Monsters this season? The rest yes. Of this season, too. Okay, yes. cool. Um yeah, I was just curious on that because like that does seem like they're really trying to make that push. Um, another uh, signing that happened recently was uh, Cameron Butler. Um, basically a dude that can score goals, but also year... <laughs> yeah. So uh, he's got, got a three-year entry-level contract. Uh, right winger. Uh, it's gonna contract begins for next year, so we're not we're not gonna see him this year. Uh, he's spent he's been in the OHL for five seasons. He's yeah. twenty years old. What can you go in at like fifteen? So a lot of times, what happens is that um, oh, you outgrow the junior leagues, and they're like you gotta leave. Yeah. And, and, you're and, too- and there, are, there are instances where um, where a lot of these junior agreements where if you would be better suited to play in the minors, but you can't because you're not old enough yet. So that's pro- a lot happens with a lot of these guys. I don't know his ex- exact situation, but my guess is that's probably what happened with him and that he was like 18 or 19 at that time and that he still wasn't young, old enough to get out. And then there are instances where you do have guys that start the season at in the you know in juniors at 19 and when the season's over they're 20 because their birthday's during the season when they turn 20 and that's oh, why yeah that's true why that's and that's why they're still playing for them and that's probably what happened with him in this uh but, you know it's another uh pretty young guy you know he's uh he's still gonna be 20 here 
the next season, uh, at least for part of it. So, you know, it's, I'm curious to see if that makes a difference here. Um, uh, so I think one of the biggest, uh, biggest signings here recently was, uh, Hunter, Hunter McCone. Yep. Yep. He also has a three-year entry-level contract. Hey. Uh, 6'1", 205 pounds, like, dude. A center, a and he can guy. pull goals. That's basically what pe- most people say about him. He's a center that can score goals. So, I mean, that's kind of what we're looking for. We really need that depth. I mean, even if people move or jostle around positions and, and, and play other things at times, like, they're still really yeah. looking for that that, that that guy, someone who yeah. could be that guy, and also uh, according maybe to we have yeah. Maybe and based on what I read on him, he's basically one of the top free agents coming out of college hockey. And Yarmo, in a press conference, you know, a press, you know, in a statement, said that he was thrilled. Basically, kind of paraphrased that, just very excited to get one of the college top free agents that he chose, the Blue Jackets. Yeah, right. He uh, he said he chose it, and I don't really remember what its reasoning why was. But I mean, if you look at the the Blue Jackets program, it's been it's been said by other like media members, you know, already about the uh, you know the future of the the Jackets over the next you know three three four years, and uh, I think it's only going to go up uh, from there. I mean, obviously we're at the bottom of the league, unless we finish at the bottom of the league again next year. There's all, you know all you can only go up. I mean, right. If we finish like thirty first next year, that's still better than last, I guess. Right. But that and that first so. <laughs> of that is that if you have a season where you finish, you know, you know, at the bottom of the league, generally speaking, you're not going to do that. You know, because you changes have a, will have been made. You know, you can still have a season where maybe you don't do good. And, you know, you, you do better, but you don't make the playoffs. But you're not going to mm-hmm. miss be last again or you know the flip side of that you met you're in last place one season and then the following season you're good enough to where you make the playoffs so just generally speaking you don't have consecutive seasons where you're in last place and stuff right um so kind of to that point a bit uh i just watched uh you know a lot of people are familiar with uh the hockey guy on youtube yep. uh i i Great YouTuber, probably one of my favorite YouTube channels on uh, YouTube. Um, uh, I watch like as many of his videos as I can. Sometimes on the ones on other teams, I don't really watch as much. But um, today, his video was about um, whether or not we're going to see coaches return next year, and specifically, then uh, you know. If, He's going through the list, and we got the Blue Jackets. He, he's talking about Larson, and normally, like for the most part, I think I agree with the hockey guy's takes. Yep. I never thought he's like that outrageous with his takes, and this isn't even all that outrageous, too. When you wow. hear, hear his reasoning, he said he would be surprised to see Larson back next year. Hmm. And the the reasoning being, he's like, look, I mean, it, there's. He, like even with all the injury stuff and and everything out out of the picture, I mean, there's just uh, he said there's just not enough wins, you know. I think that he was just talking about like I'm paraphrasing now because I didn't actually don't have anything written down about it. Uh, you know, I was just uh, you know, and we've talked about here on the show about how like we think you know Larson may have been the 
the guy for right now for the job um, to help get us through, uh, especially a season that was uh, like not going to go well. But um, I mean, just uh, like I personally don't think that Larson's going to get the boot next season, but I also am not going to be all shocked Pikachu face if he gets the boot. Yeah. You know, I'll be like, okay, well, it makes sense. Like, dude, just, I mean, I don't dislike the guy. I know there's a lot of opinions floating out there on social media. Um, I, I don't really um, like him too much. Like, I don't know. I, I, I feel not a whole lot about the dude because, like, I don't feel like I, I, I've known him. I mean, maybe I was used to Torts being all, he has a big personality and, and you know what was, you know what's on Torts' mind at right, like, right. all times. And, um, you know, but with uh, Larson, it's like he's he seems very friendly and likable, but like oh, maybe too friendly, too likable. Okay. You know what I mean? Like to, he seems easygoing. And that's, yeah. Not that he's not a hard worker. I, I 100% believe he works hard as shit. Just he seems pretty easygoing. Like, yeah. You are, you are right, is that, you know, for years, the, just Blue Jackets fans were, and just hockey fans in general, were spoiled with John Tortorella being the coach for the Blue Jackets because <laughs> listen, you knew what you knew what he was about, you knew what he wanted, and you knew what he thought and what he was going to say on something. And a lot of times that's very you know helpful. If you were bad, he was going to tell you. If you were good, he was you know he was going to tell you. And to his credit, he is the best coach the Blue Jackets have had so far, and he's helped them get to the most success that they've had so far. But eventually, you know, everyone has to move on and try something else, and that's what yeah. – uh, Oh, yeah, we talked yeah. about it too. I mean, uh, we just don't uh, – our person, I just don't think he was going to be as well with the young kids, you no. know. He's, he's He seems like a, like old-school hockey kind of type guy, and these young kids are coming in, you know, that's just like – and changing, one of the, they're changing the league. One of the reasons that they picked Brad Larson is that they want someone to be a teacher that's more open to the younger guys, but also they want someone to continue that culture and that high standard that Torts helped build up through the years. And Brad Larson was part of that coaching staff that helped build that up. And for Brad Larson's playing career, he was that guy – third line, fourth line guy, a grinder that had to work his ass off just to even get a shot in the NHL. And so that's what they wanted. They wanted someone like Torts that, you know, no, you know, that build up, continue to build up that hard work attitude culture. But they also wanted someone that's more open to the young guys and the more offensive developing side of the game. And in the two, you know, almost two seasons so far, it's been proven that Larson is pretty good with, you know, he's helped out the offense because they're scoring a lot of goals. Yeah. It's just, uh, I don't know. Um, he's got one more year in his contract. It's really, it wouldn't be that much, I think, to you know buy it out at this point, his final year. Uh, we'll just have to kind of see what, uh, where it goes, like I said, I mean, I I think he'll be around next year, but then like, um, I would not be like, oh, 
why would they do that if he's fired, you know, or let go, whatever have you, or just, yeah. Because, like, like, like Torres wasn't really fired from here, though, or kicked no, out or anything. They just didn't resign his contract. That. Right. Because the thing about that is the Blue Jackets were never going to fire John Tortorella. They were never oh, yeah. going to do that because they have so much love and respect for him as a person and just for what he did for the Blue Jackets and the organization and everything else that they were never going to fire him because they viewed that as being disrespectful. Yeah, that they were never going to do that. They were just going to say that when the time comes, when Torts say, I didn't, I don't want to coach anymore. They said, okay, you're, we'll let you be. And interesting enough, at the end of the 2019, 2020 season, John Tortorella said, this came out in a different art, bunch of articles, but like Aaron Portsline and a bunch of other people basically saying that, John Tortorella wanted to stop coaching after the 2019-2020 season. Yeah, he got on TV and he was damn. And, and the only reason that he came back because all the players for the Blue Jackets loved him and wanted him to come back. And that's the only reason that he came back for the 2020-2021 season. I think I remember hearing that. Well, I mean, it's 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 curious that he came back to to Philly, where you know, at the time, like his one of his number one stars, Cam Atkinson, is playing there now, and uh, just interesting to well, me. And yeah. and you know, it, I think uh, like with Brad Larson, I think that um, some of it might depend on what coaches out there on the market as well. You know, if because if some hot coach gets fired, let go, because it, it could happen. I mean, uh, even teams who just aren't doing as well this year are like, uh, wasn't there? An, there's like an interim coaches out there already, and and like you know things happen. Like Pat, Pascal Vincent, he's he's already doing. I mean, last season Brad Larson had to had some personal issues that so Pascal Vincent had to jump in and do the coaching oh, yeah. thing. And this season, Pascal Vincent is doing it again. So, like, between these past two seasons, there's, like, a little audition, if you really wanted to think that way, that he's an doing. Interview. <laughs> an interview for a potential spot. And, yeah. another, and, you know, another thing with this whole line A thing, with the whole center thing, a big reason why Pascal Vincent got picked to be one of the associate coaches, that one of the best, you know, bench bosses under Brad Larson, is that, Pascal Vincent was the you know the minor league coach for the Jets minor league team. He was in the system, and he was basically with Patrick Line for a good chunk of that, and he kind of oh, helped yeah. in his development. Yeah, so I just never thought about it that way. That's kind of wild. So that's a big reason why he got picked because to help again develop Patrick Line more, he has that connection. And then yeah. when when you notice him going into center. That probably, to a certain degree, in my opinion, probably played a role into that. Is that Pascal Vincent between his time with Winnipeg and Line and now with the Blue Jackets, he has a feeling on what's going on with him. So if there was something would be put him on the wing or the center or first line, second line, whatever, I bet you he has a better idea of what's going on with them and how to use them. And how Line thinks and and how to talk to Line even and and. Yeah. and- you know, they understand each other. Yeah, that's really interesting. I guess I never thought about him being on the uh, 
the Jets before, which also kind of I kind of like if he were to become a head coach because um, what I've heard from other people and what I also have said is that you know, maybe the Jackets could have looked outside the organization um, to, to find a, a coach uh, before Larson, but then also um, maybe they kind of like felt these – last two seasons coming and, and he was like a decent option, you know, I, who knows, um, you know, Another in, in, like, in like two decades, we'll like know in someone's book or something, you know, <laughs> and another blue jackets player that was in Winnipeg when Pascal Vincent was there was Jack Rosselbeck. Oh yeah. Jack Rosselbeck played under Pascal Vincent in the minors. And then obviously Rosselbeck played with the jets. And now he's with the Blue Jackets. So there's that another connection of Pascal Vincent and a player that he played with, you know, the Jets and now with the Blue Jackets. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I guess speaking of Rosovic, huh, that's a nice goal last night, huh? Two goals, two, two great goals. goals by him. Yeah, he's still. been he's been really I mean, I've mentioned this all season. He's literally third and assists only one assist behind line at literally 29 30. Like that's where they're sitting at, um, which they're all behind. Good grow. Um, he's played so well with line a this season. Yeah. And he's in the top. I mean, he's in the number eight for goals and whatnot. So, I mean, I mean, uh, where are his points again? He's number four in points still. Jack Rosovic. So this is how it goes: is Johnny Gaudreau, Patrick Line, Boone Jenner, Jack Rosovic. Let's look at their points really quick. So um, Johnny Gaudreau is three points away from a point a game player. Okay, he he didn't he have like how many points did he have uh, last year with the with the Flames? Do you remember? Under fifteen. Yeah. Okay. So that's like um, more than a point per game. So we know he's not going to get we. Uh, Maybe we didn't like know this year, but he's not he's not able to attain that with this team. Um, you know, with whatever's going on this year, everyone's stats are just a little bit lower. So even you gotta look at Rosovic. He's number fourth on our list. So imagine like all these points were like I don't know how to like, like in a winning season, and the position would probably go like this still. Goudreau, Line, Jenner, Rosovic, Kent Johnson, Nyquist, Marchenko. I'll leave the other three off because no, but, don't even want to don't no, even feel like yeah, I didn't mention them. Goal that Roswick scored, good goal on the power play. That was just one of those goals where he just powers that through the goalie because it was kind just of a, it in. because he kind of just it was a squeaker that probably you know goalie for the Capitals probably should have stopped that, but because he just shot that, it was a one timer. But because he just shot that with so much oomph and force, it just yeah. powered his way through into the net. So and cool then picture of it too. The goal that he scored in overtime was just a great shot. Just you know, bar down on like what you know, bar down on like <laughs> club side, and it's just like powered that in. So it's like no chance of yeah. that either. Um. Well, we're getting close to time here. We're actually maybe a little over. So that's a, and I'll I'll just say one more thing. We'll get out of here. I see two more. Things. Oh no! There's I want to talk about. There's some fun shit I want to talk about yet. All right, but go ahead. Well, Johnny Johnny Gaudreau, he was out there the whole time during the overtime last night. Did not make a line change, and I was out, out watching the game. I was out there thinking, "Ooh boy, he's got to get off the ice, 
get off the ice. Get off the ice. He's got to get off the ice because that is something. The Blue Jackets are lucky that this didn't come back to hurt them. Hmm. That is something that could have hurt them easily because towards the end of that, you could tell that he was just done. And it's no fault to him. He's doing the best he could, but there really just was barely any effort because he was so tired he couldn't get off the ice. And that's something that could have hurt the Blue Jackets where a goal could have gotten scored. That could have been the game right there. So I'm thinking, get off the ice, get off the ice, get off the (laughs) ice. But he didn't get off the ice. But luckily the Blue Jackets got away with it because, you know, he gets the puck and it's a two-on-one and he passes it over to Jack Rosovic and Jack Rosovic scores. And, you know, there you go. And, of course, the Kepi winner for that game is Adam Mm -hmm. Oakwest. Hell yeah. A two-goal night, two great shots, two snipes. To help the Blue Jackets get back into the game. So shout out to you, Adam Boquist. You are the latest person to get the Union Army Cape. Hell yeah, brother. That was pretty cool. Two goals Congrats for you, Adam. Yep. Uh, so I just want to rush through a couple funny things that uh, I've been, you know, I keep track of this season. Um. Or not this season, sorry. I just keep track of on social media, whatever. I don't. I got a little distracted there. Sorry. So, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Bucci Grass, but apparently he's rooting for Columbus to get Bedard. Oh yeah, really. It's, it's whatever to me. Bucci Grass, like I, I don't dislike the guy. I just don't really like like him a lot. Like he, uh, So the times when the Blue Jackets have had nationally televised games and he's called them one of my favorite games because he calls the game so well. It's so fun to watch. And the yeah. dude, he just gets it. He is just hockey smart. He just gets it. And it's just fun to watch when he calls a game. But yeah. he's, but you're right, though. You go to his Twitter page, you know, you're on social media, you're, and he's there, and he's just <laughs> going hard. He's just the kind whole, of you know, yeah. blue jackets, kind of a dart He's stuff. cool, but, you know, social media is all, yeah. But, um, so, do you know who Jesse Powell is uh, from the, uh, I think, Bar Down uh, YouTube? Yeah, he also yeah. kind of put Tarta yeah. Code. Yeah. I've been seeing that a lot and, and whatnot. It's super funny. I just, it's just funny to see, like, these, uh, you know, national personalities or, like, you know, big, big-name people out there, like, like <laughs> actually mentioning and cheering for the Blue Jackets for once. Because, you know, like we've talked about, everyone's got this, like, why would why here? Why would you go there? Blah, blah, blah. Nobody wants to play here. Like yeah. attitude is just stupid. There is just, and it's not just a blue jacket thing. You just see it among, there's just this weird thing among Ohio sports teams. So there'll be the blue jackets or the crew, the Clippers, Ohio state, or the Cincinnati sports teams, Reds, Bengals, Bearcats, uh, you know, FC Cincinnati or the Cleveland teams. So there'll be the guardians, the Cavs, the monsters, the Browns. There's just this, Weird thing among people that just have this weird, unnecessary thing to just unnecessarily shit on Ohio sports teams. And it's just so weird. And it's like rent free. And it's like, this is, you just stop. It's not, it's not needed. It's weird. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But then it just makes it so much better when, you know, an Ohio sports team beats their team and when they trash talk them and beat them. It's like, yeah, you know. I feel you. I mean, it's uh, it does, it does, it feels like a nice relief. It's just like all those years of just grinding through being a fan. Um, so a couple other things, uh, funny things. 
something else funny I wanted to mention. Um, <laughs> I get a, I get a, a, a huge kick out of Stinger's Twitter page, yep. Stinger on social media, and recently he was hanging out with Bernie the dog from uh, Colorado Avalanche and uh, and Bowie from the Kraken. Um, a couple other ones like the Seahawks mascots, the man, some moose, Yeti, everything. But okay, so they uh, it was a kids' takeover day for the crowd. yeah, and they built and designed like a mascot bowling uh type game where they stretched a rubber rope, some sort of like slingshot type thing uh, through the middle of the of the ice, and they shot uh buoy into some bowling pins it was pretty epic uh i just i love that shit i'm here for it <laughs> like they were all in like like stinger and and, and buoy were on like the seattle news and everything like yeah. it's just so funny to see it's it's in a way it's cool to see like you know like yeah they're just mascots but in a way it's like two teams kind of like getting along in a way and uh you know like yeah there's always gonna be competition between every team but Sports yeah. teams working together. Sports yeah. teams working together. Take a head. Cough, cough, Gene Smith. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. Oh, we and, can't uh, have a hockey game at the shoe because, you know, plumbing, dirt. <laughs> but that same plumbing that I says that totally sucks, a plumbing, apparently, allegedly, you know, uh, can have football games there. College football playoff games, derp. Like, screw you. Like, <laughs> Gene Smith. Look at other sports teams and see how they're working together. You can even look at other Ohio sports teams. The Blue Jackets are working together with the Cincinnati teams, Reds, Bengals. They're working together with the Cleveland teams, the, the Guardians, the Monsters, the Browns, the Cavaliers. The Blue Jackets are working together with the Clippers and the crew. And, yes, even Ohio State. But you are using these stupid-ass excuses, and you're not quite getting the picture yet. Get with the program. Gene Smith. Anyway, that's um, like, like that you mentioned uh, the uh, crew there because I think that like them and like that's so cool watching the crew and and the and the Blue Jackets interact because you know when when um, when uh, Americans talk about sports and I mean I'm American too I'm just saying like specifically yeah. Americans um, they always think of like uh, what do they say like the big three the big four. Yeah. Um, because like you know, football, hockey. No, 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 hockey's not included in those a lot of times. It's just yeah. you know, football is number one in, in yeah. America. That's yeah. just is what it is. Yeah. Um, baseball, basketball, and baseball. Yeah. yeah, those are the people consider the big three. And uh, you know, at this point, like the 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 two coming after that are uh, the NHL. Yep. It's been around forever, and then the MLS. MLS yeah. is like been booming. Yep. Like they have like new teams everywhere, like so much, and they're starting to get interest from out of the, uh, you know, out of the country too. Like, you know, they're trying to make almost like, like how the NHL is. The NHL is like a lot of, <laughs> a lot of foreign people in there. That's so cool to me. Um, there are people that live in like England, and they like the, like the Blue Jackets and the crew. <laughs> yeah, shout out to UK uh, Blue Jackets on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, but uh, and then you know Ohio State hockey they uh, made the NCAA tournament so they 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 start this Friday 
So best of luck to you. Oh yeah, best of luck. Oh yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the Ohio State women's hockey team. Um, uh, well, well, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, uh, they lost the final champ, the uh, final four game or final champion. They're in the national championship game okay. against Wisconsin. Yeah, they were up against Wisconsin, and they uh, they achieved a runner-up this year, which Great. last year they won it all. This year they're runner-up. Just like having a, another season like like that and, and getting there, huge congrats to them. That's, and that's pretty I, awesome. Honestly, you know, from an Ohio State, you know, standpoint, it's – yeah, it sucks you lost to Wisconsin, but losing to Wisconsin in, in uh, hockey – well, you know, in hockey – it's no shame in that because like the women's <laughs> hockey team for Wisconsin is basically like the Alabama version of like, or Ohio state version <laughs> of, of women's. Yeah. Hockey. They're just well, really good. So, and then men's hockey in Wisconsin is pretty good too. So it's like if you lose to Wisconsin <laughs> in hockey, it's not necessarily a bad thing. No shame. Yeah. Uh, I mean, speaking of that, so they showed like a, a, a map of like where, so when it came to the final four, the, I'm sorry, the frozen four, yeah. um, they showed like a map of like, where all the players from every team are from and there you know there's a couple people like like one to four like foreign people like norway whatever sweden um and uh you know from canada uh from around the u.s a bit and then when you got to minnesota and how many were from minnesota yeah dude the state was like filled in with with dots yeah like it was just ridiculous how many are from there? So that's the, of course that the place would breed, you know, hockey players go for oh, like, uh, Listen, and people, you know, sometimes jokingly rip on the wild because, you know, oh, say, oh, for ripping, I'm saying, oh, they're the state of hockey. It's like, no, they legitimately are. This isn't just yeah. some like marketing slogan or something. Like, no, they're legitimate. They are. You look at the people that have gone out, that come out of Minnesota, that go to the NHL or play for like, you know, top colleges, men and women, or play in the Olympics, men or women. A lot of those people were from Wisconsin, from Minnesota, sometimes Wisconsin. So it's like those in Minnesota. It's like, yeah, they're the state of hockey. They legitimately <laughs> are. It's a it's a thing, you know. Yeah. But what? best of luck to you, Ohio State, in the NCAA tournament. You were in the Frozen Four. Couple, you know, 2017 2018 season before you got knocked out, but maybe you can uh, get get back there and maybe get the national championship, get back to Frozen Four. So, that's pretty luck. cool. Good luck to them next year as well. Uh, good luck to the uh, the men's here as well. Pretty cool awesome. stuff. Um, but yeah, why don't we go ahead and wrap her up? Uh, you want to go ahead and do yes. your closing? Yes, yes. First things first, I. Mm-hmm. I you should be watching Brew Jackets. Just do the thing. Watch it. Do it. Subscribe and like and social media. Follow us all over those places. Just do it. Do it. Yes. Do, do it. the thing. Do it. Do it. <laughs> ah, next. Next up. Obviously, you know, go check out Union Blue Soldiers. It's a fun Blue Jackets themed group that, you know, I run. I have people to help run it too. But, you know, go check out Union Blue Soldiers on all social media platforms. And you can, you can see the scarves in the background right there. Um, check mm-hmm. out our march on Friday, April 14th, 2023. Oh, yeah. We're marching on to Nationwide Arena to cheer on the Blue Jackets. It's a lot of fun. We get big crowds of people, probably about 
you know, 100 to 200 people. And that's a lot of fun. People bring flags and signs and we do chants of CPJ, Let's Go Jackets. And we, more and more recent years, we get on TV and we've been on radio and internet and the local TV news. And, uh, you know, the last two times the Blue Jackets have done a march with us and they put us all over their social media accounts. If you go to a Blue Jackets game, it's on the scoreboard. You probably see it there. So check out our march Friday, April 14th. 2023, 6 mm-hmm. o'clock p.m., our bar. We're marching on to Nationwide Arena to cheer on the Blue Jackets. It's oh, a fun yeah. time. Fellow Blue Jackets fans, come join us as we march on to Nationwide Arena to cheer on the Blue Jackets. And yep. Union Soldier, it's a fun Blue Jackets themed beer that Union Blue Soldiers has, made by Endeavor Brewing. Go check it out. It's available at many places in the Columbus slash Columbus area. Bars, stores, so much more. You can go to Endeavor Brewing, and you can get it on tap. A four-pack or a case. I got this in a four-pack, brought it home to my family and friends up here in Illinois. They love it. They think it's a great beer. You can love it, too. Try Union Soldier today, the new Blue Jackets-themed beer, four bucks for a can at our bar, try Union Soldier, the new Blue Jackets themed beer today. Hell you. Dope. <laughs> uh, check it out. It's around for a limited time only. Uh, yes. After, you know, once the season's over, it's done for now, but it'll come back. But it's only up there for, around for hockey season. So once the Blue Jackets are done, it's going to go away, but it's going to come back. Yep. yep. Unlike us, we'll be around, like even once the season ends. Um, but like, uh, uh, yeah. You have uh, any other uh, anything else you, you want to say? Anything else? <coughs> Going voice. Going yeah. voice. All right. Um, so as Kevin said earlier, this has been an episode of the Brew Jackets podcast. Uh, thanks everyone for listening in, watching on YouTube. Uh, you know, we're seeing the likes, we're seeing uh, you know the the views and, and listens everywhere. And I just want to let you all know that we appreciate that a lot because, uh, you know, it's what it's what keeps us driving. I and mean, we do this for fun, but, you know, it, it's it's cool that, like, people, like, tune in ever. So uh, thank you for that. Um, but, yeah, other than that. Uh, shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. Sometimes shenanigans. Depends uh, Depends how my week went, if, I'm, yeah, yeah. if I got enough energy or not to do something stupid. People um, need to check out your art, Hefty Duck. Do it. People need to check oh, yeah, out. Yeah, check it out. Check art. out my uh, Twitter. And cool. People I'm need to check things. out. Check out Hefty Duck's art. Do it. Do it now. Um, but yeah, uh, check it out. Check out the uh, Brew Jackets. Uh, we're everywhere online. Everywhere you can find your podcast and whatnot. Twitter. Follow us uh, at Brew Jackets Pod. You can follow find me on Twitter at Hefty Duck. Um, yeah. Other than that, everyone. Uh, Appreciate y'all listening and watching, as I said. So uh, take it easy, everybody. We'll catch you here again in a week. Fuck Tom Wilson.